Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. I'm Chewy. Hi. I'm the one with Chewy on my shirt. Also, it says Chewy right beneath me. And over there is Clues. Hey, what up, Twitch? It's your boy A.A. Ron here with Uncle Choo Choo to bring you the best magic news ever. Oh, God. Is that is that how we do this? Don't ever do that. <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching some things lately and <laughs> it seemed like what I'm supposed to do. I don't I don't really know. Um, we don't we don't have the best magic content. There is no best magic news. It turns out <laughs> that that's not a thing anymore. That's not. All right. Uh, you might notice the lack of squee. And that's because Squee has other stuff going on at the moment. He said he might join us later, but... Fingers crossed. From what he said earlier, I'm going to guess that he's not going to join us later. Yeah, I'm highly skeptical. Yeah. So, it's uh, just the two of us, you and I. Getting closer all the time, every day. Damn, I don't remember that song well enough. Oh, I don't know. I just know we can make it if we try. It is you and I. Yeah. Just the two of us. You and I. Now, um, I guess (laughs) we we have a content ID strike. I, nah, not for my stilted, uh, (laughs) delivery there. (laughs) So let's get to it. First up. Now this is old news because we haven't recorded in like three weeks because not enough news happens for us to record every week anymore. So we don't. That's right. Uh, we we got our first look at the 2021 set roadmap. Now, yes. we all know that there are like three or four other things that are going to pop out that aren't on here. Because that's how magic works these days. Uh, but so right now we've got Zendikar Rising. Or very soon anyway. Like any, I think next weekend is pre or this weekend is pre-release question mark i don't know it's like any time now yeah uh the next set is kaldheim which is i think the it's gonna be the magic equivalent of like a norse world yes so i can't wait to see all the ways they screw up that culture i'm sorry is that too bitter Their track record for, like, (laughs) let's take this real-world location and sort of transplant it into a fantasy world is just rife with, oh, my God, can you do that? It's, well, no, no, I don't think that's quite fair. Most of it isn't like, oh, God, what did you do, cringy. Some of it's a little heavy-handed. Some of it's a little appropriation, but... It's usually not like completely, oh God, what did you do? I'm going to put it at like a six on a 10 point scale of, you know, one being this is fine and 10 being, dear Lord, why did you make this? Fair enough. Although, like, I seem to remember, uh, Shivam saying that the word Kaladesh is straight up not cool. Although I can't find his tweet now as to what it actually means. Hmm. I I think it was Shivam. 
he's the one who would you know rant about that on Twitter that I would see. Sure. But anyway. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so Kaldheim. We've, we've got the the Viking the Norse set coming. Yeah. After that, it's Time Spiral remastered, which because now everyone we, was the, clamoring for that. In the past, we had Tempest remastered, which was only on Magic Online, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had just recently Amonkhet remastered, which was only on Arena, right? Right. And this is Time Spiral remastered, which is going to be in paper. Because why not? Because heaven forbid we rebrand anything ever. Um, but it's going to be the draft set. Ooh, the next one is going to be Kamigawa remastered, and it's only going to be available in Magic Puzzle Quest. I, I mean, because I think that's the thing that they made. That is not outside. Well, they didn't make it, but well, okay. I think that that's the thing that got made. That is not outside the realm of possibility at this point. Yeah. Uh, so time spiral, huh? Yeah, it's it's the draft innovation set. It's going to have a bunch of cards from time spiral, a bunch of cards not from time spiral, and some cards are going to have like original card frames and whatnot. I don't know. You know, we'll find out more as they tell us more. I swear. And look, my memory is not what it used to be. Okay, let's just start there. Let's be real. It never was. I can't remember. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There, once you like that delivery, I thought that was really earnest. That was pretty Um, good. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I swear I saw a talk once that was given by... I, I want to say it was Aaron Forsyth and I think it was on one of the magic cruises where he talked about like set design. I, I don't want to say failures, but lessons from set design that they had made over the years. And one of the lessons that they had was from time spiral. And as I recall, the lesson was basically, uh, no, just no. It was one of those things where, uh, they built a set that was essentially for super fans. Mm-hmm. But it didn't do well because, like, everyone who wasn't a super fan was just so confused because there was so much complexity in the set. Yeah. That it was just, it was such a terrible way to try and enter it and that Mm -hmm. it took them years, literal years, to recover the trajectory of the player base because of Time Spiral. Yeah, which is why this is not going to be a standard legal set. This is the the draft innovation slot. I may be misremembering that, but I feel like they need to tread carefully with what they're doing here. And and I think they are that it's not going to be, it's not going to be like a main set. And I mean, look, you need, you need some sort of a cheat sheet or a, 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 a cliff notes to figure out what sets actually go to what anymore. Ooh, ooh, decoder ring. <gasps> we can make ooh, decoder ooh. rings. Wait, can we? No. Oh, had that snatched away from me too. <laughs> anyway, it is the draft innovation set sometime between Q1 and Q2 of 2021. Yeah. Uh, so the next preview season for that should start tomorrow. Uh, this I, has I been think a we have about a week. Joke. I think we have about a week before it starts. Yeah. Uh, then we have the next standard legal set, Strixhaven School of Mages. Which right? is... So... Which is right on time to capitalize on the popularity of uh, Harry Potter? 
Right. Yeah. There's nothing could go wrong with that. Dude, you want to know what's really funny? What's that? Do you know what the most recent Hearthstone set was? No, no, I don't. It was it was Skullamance Academy, a magic <laughs> school. Yeah, okay. that happens weirdly frequently. They're they're also at the same time that Innistrad came out, yeah, or the the second Innistrad, the Returned Inn, whatever the hell it's called. Sure. Uh, the Witchwood came out, which know, was okay. also the same thing. The same well, idea. You know, they're both both of their R and Ds are being influenced by the same things, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and they're completely independent of each other because all of these things take years. Well, magic especially takes years uh, ahead of time to yeah. from uh, the first concept to printing. So it's not like they're like, "Hey, Hearthstone did pretty well with this new set. Maybe we could rip it off." It's not even yeah, that, that's possible. literally not feasible. Yeah. So, okay, moving on. Instead of a core set next year, we get the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms set, which yeah. is still going to be the core set. Like, course it's set, there yeah. to uh, pull in people who like D&D but not magic, which is it's probably going to be a better core set than the core set. There's a chance of that, yeah. honestly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a man who loves core sets. I he really does. do. Uh, but... This is not a terrible idea. No. This is this is actually probably a really good idea. I mean, it's like you got all that lore from D&D that's like it's they're right like down the hall. Just go go knock, see if there's anything you can use. Put it together. MTGD MTG dad said Minsk and boo. <laughs> go for the eyes, boo. Oh. Uh... I was bad at that game, but I loved it. I don't get this reference. Uh, Baldur's Gate. Ah, okay, okay, all right. I forgot this reference. Yeah, there was there was Minsk who had a <clears throat> a miniature space hamster. He called him named Boo, mm-hmm. and Minsk was kind of dumb. <laughs> but he was convinced that this hamster was actually a miniature giant space hamster. Fair. And one of his battle cries was, go for the eyes, boo, which always made me happy, which is why I always put him in my party. Nice. (laughs) But anyway, uh, after that, we get another not standard legal set in Modern Horizons 2. Right. Because, you know, why not? The first one did such wonderful (coughs) things for Modern. (coughs) Sorry. Did you have something in your throat there, too? I did. I did. I think it's because. I, I don't know. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm drinking a coconut pineapple sparkling ice, by the way, and that is a that very strange sounds flavor. Awful. It's not that bad, but well, see, here's the thing. Mm. I, I don't really like coconut or pineapple, and I can't oh, yeah, help it's, it it's awful. Then that by their powers combined, it would be awful. I don't even taste any pineapple. It's just or like maybe a liquid coconut. It's it really weird. Awful, which I'm also not fond of. That would be what, oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. There you go. All right. And then for some reason we get two sets very near each other. I, I still am not yeah. clear on how this works. <clears throat> I, I'm not either. I, I look forward to finding out how this works, but I don't, 
I don't quite understand. It, yeah. And and honestly, the reason I don't understand is because I have done no research into it because it's a year away. I don't care that much right now. Uh, yeah. But it's Innistrad werewolves and then Innistrad vampires. These are apparently two full sets, meaning there will be five standard legal full sets to come out next year. But there was some... Uh, discussion i think in the the manipul discord server of that said they were just gonna move up the the next one so that these two come out closer to each other which leads me to believe that five sets is gonna become the standard because every time watsi does something to try it that becomes the way things work well it's basically <clears throat> do we think we can sell five sets and if the answer is yes we'll do it yeah and, like, that's not even my current <clears throat> being down on Wizards of the Coast, you know, for the last several months. That's just Wizards history. Like, so, you remember when it went big... Excuse me, this coconut pineapple is tearing me up. You remember when I it would you. go big set, small set, small set? Yeah. And then they started experimenting with, okay, we'll do big set, and then small set, and then big set. And now they're just all big sets. Like it eventually got to that point because they they found out they they liked that better and they could sell more. So I well, I really believe that that to, eventually to we're going to get to five standard sets a year. To not be too cynical about that, I think that they had they they had a history of uh, making the whole big little little or big little big or all that all that when they tried to tie themselves too closely to making big and little sets there were some design issues that arose and quality issues yeah 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 so i i think it's better that they not you know tie themselves too too closely to that but you know what this okay al i'm gonna return to your comment i see it there i see it there stabbing me in the side like a like a thorn of some kind. I'm going to return to it in a minute, Al. I will. But for now, what this feels like to me, do you know the meme where it was originally uh, a thing for uh, an at-home taco kit that had both uh, hard shell and soft shell tacos, and it's the little girl, and she goes, why not both? I feel like this was one of those situations that they were like, okay, we want to return to Innistrad again, because this is take three, right? Because we had we yeah. had we had Innistrad, which was pretty awesome, which was a whole block, and then we had uh, the Shadows over Innistrad, which wasn't really a block but a set because they weren't doing blocks anymore, just sets, and we'll just stay where we are if we need to. Otherwise, we'll move on, right? That's the thing that they're doing now. Yeah, and that one was. I don't want to say worse, but I do want to go. Emra cool, really? <laughs> anyway, I feel like they were like, okay, let, we're going back to Innistrad. And in a in a big design meeting, somebody's like, you know, I think this time on Innistrad we should really push the werewolves. And then somebody on the other table side of the table went, you know what? We should instead really push the vampires. And somebody's like, okay, fine, time out. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna form two teams. You guys go dream up your vision for how werewolves will work. You guys dream up your vision for how vampires will work. We'll meet back here 
like next week we'll have tacos because why not for a meeting? And this is pre COVID-19. Of course, these things were planned a long time ago and uh, we'll, we'll pitch it and we'll see what we do. And then they came and the werewolf pitch happened and everyone went, Ooh, and then the vampire pitch happened and everyone went, Ooh, and then somebody at the far end of the table just went, why not both? And then they just made both sets. That they had enough design space in werewolves to make a set. They had enough design space in vampires to make a set. And so they just did it. What I'm a little worried about is that maybe it went another way. Let me just give you a different, a different way. Uh Uh-oh. What I'm a little worried about is that they had two-thirds of a set that was werewolves and two-thirds of a set that was vampires, and they're like, that's too much for a set. Let's break them into their individual pieces, but that neither piece is really worth the whole thing. It's just a thought. (laughs) I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm worried. I mean, the other thing I'm worried about is that they'll have more of those Voltron cards where it's like you flip them over and the back sides go together into a big super card. But like you'll have to get one half from the vampire set and one half from the werewolf set. And so you've got to collect them all. And then you've got to cut out box tops, well, specifically box toppers and send them in. And once you've collected 10, you can send them in with a self-addressed stamped envelope and they will send you uh, Bosk, the bounty hunter from... Star Wars. That's that's a reference that like six people do. But Chewie's apparently one of them, so I'm okay with it. Remember, remember last time we recorded and I said, this is why they keep me around because every now and then I break Chewie. This is it, okay? This is it. Uh, Okay. Anyway, earlier in the chat, uh, Al brought up, but what if they're doing a new Phyrexia slash Mirrodin Pure thing? Um, well, that thing I can only describe if I swear, and so I'm not gonna. But I will say, no. Al, no. That's a bad Al. <laughs> that is a bad Al. When we play Un- Dota Underlords, he wins too much. So, bad Al, bad. <laughs> I had a rolled up newspaper. We need a nerf Al. <laughs> yeah. Um, but according to this write up here in dot esports, so, you know, who knows how, uh, clear and, and well-written this is, but, uh, it, it says it's returning with two unnamed sets and that's literally all it says. Wait, what? Wait, they're unnamed. So it's not even Innistrad Werewolves and Innistrad Vampires. That's just... Those are placeholders. Those those must be, yeah, placeholders. Huh. Well, that's awkward. And wait a minute. How are we visiting three new planes next year? Are we arguing that Forgotten Realms is a new plane? For Magic, it is totally a new plane, yeah. Okay, I guess technically true. Except that, look, like half of... Mm. Like all the early expansions were really just what if D and D, but on cards. Yeah, but they made up their own worlds. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Tec- technically correct. 
yep. three new plane new despite the fact that forgotten realms has been around for checks watch my uh, most of you everyone who's listening most of your life yeah all of some of your lives yeah. uh there's uh ask your parents about thacko <laughs> Maybe don't ask your parents about that. Maybe, maybe that's a bad idea. That, that's probably a bad idea. Put out some feelers if they played any advanced Dungeons and Dragons first. Yeah. Because if you just put, Mom, what's a Thacko? You're, you might have to go to a doctor. Uh. Yeah. She may take away your internet. Ooh. Fate worse than death. I forgot what I, I was going to say. I remember so. a time before Thacko as well. Uh, I do not. I've still never played any D&D, and I'm good with that. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe they'll get you with a gateway drug come Q3 of 2021. Yeah, I totally see that happening. Oh, yeah, man, me too. I am banking on it. All right, so that's our roadmap for what's what's coming up next year. Now, uh, while we're here, can I pause for just a minute now that we have this roadmap? Sure. We, 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 uh, we poked some fun at some of the pieces of the roadmap. Um... This roadmap should excite me. Like, arguably, just, just on paper, if you just think about it, this should be exciting. We're, we're finally getting a, a, a Norse set, which is pretty sweet. We're going to have a, a Harry Potter set, which is also pretty sweet. We're going to have a doing the Dungeons and Dragons thing set, which is pretty sweet. We're going to have a Return to Innistrad, which is like, I'm going to say, is it my favorite plane it might be my favorite plane, provided provided that uh, we can get Soren back out of a wall and send him back where he belongs. <laughs> but I'm just not. I'm just so overwhelmed right now, like just with all all the everything that I just can't find myself being excited for this. And I don't know if it's all the everything right now. Or if this is too much neat that's happened. Oh, wait, Soren got out of the wall? Well, yeah, he was in War of the Spark. I, I wouldn't know. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't read the War of the Spark novels, and we didn't have the fiction on the internets. Which, by the way, we've got that back, the fiction on the internets. I don't think we even have an article. I don't think we have a news item about that, do we? Wait, we do? Yeah, yeah, they started posting fiction on the, 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 the mothership again. I didn't know that. Yeah, there were like two last week, I think. I I didn't get a chance to read them because I was busy doing other stuff, but huh. Yeah, yeah, I think we've got I think we've got microfiction back again or mini fiction. Correct me if I'm someone in the chat, please back me up. Tell me I did not hallucinate that. That that's really happening. I'd go and look for it right now, but unless you find it on the mothership the day it happened, you're probably not finding it again. Ain't that the damn truth? Every Wednesday and Friday. One day is the main story. The other one's a side story. Perfect. Yeah. Well, how about that? First story was good. I think the second story made some people go a little crazy. Like, good crazy or like, what the hell crazy? Like, problematic Watsy crazy or... Yeah. I mean, let's face facts. The best piece of fiction that they have ever put on the entire Watsy of their their storyline fiction that has ever happened was uh, the one written by Matt Tabak about Fabolthub. And that's, like, it's not even close. 
Oh, they're retconning Jace again? <sighs> okay, never mind. Don't care. Something, something, sneakers. Okay, let's move on. Wait a minute. Is that where there was a... I saw something on Twitter last week, I think, about something being rewritten. Like a piece of the article being rewritten to change its intent. I didn't realize that... I thought that was like a like an ebook or something. I didn't realize that did was an article Did we go all Mass Effect website. 3 on it? Did they, did they write a thing and then we all complained and then they, they rewrote the thing? No, I think the thing that they changed it made it worse. <laughs> well, that's about par for the course. Yeah. Anyway. All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on. So, uh, we have production updates about, uh, well, magic. Let's see. Due to production issues, some Zendikar Rising and Commander Legends products will experience delays at launch. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about Commander Legends being a thing, even. Because... I actually don't remember anything about Commander Legends, other than... There's, it's going to be the draftable... Wait, when does that happen? Now released November 20th. Okay, okay, so that hasn't happened yet. We haven't gotten the full brunt of that. That's why I don't remember. I just remember okay. the, like, one Baron Singer card, and that was and this it. And is, this is the one where you get giant packs, and you draft two cards at a time to build yeah, a to deck make that kind yeah. of follows commander conventions? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, it says, Initial allocations of Zendikar Rising will be arriving in North America locations in two waves. The first wave will be for the intended launch date, September 25th. The second wave will be 7 to 10 days after that. So some stores will be getting less. Additionally, the Zendikar Rising bundles in North America and the Asia-Pacific region will be delayed and will arrive in stores as soon as possible, though they are unlikely to be available at launch. So, I mean... What exactly is a Zendikar Rising bundle? Uh, used to be known as a fat pack. Ah, okay. Yeah, they right. changed the name to bundle. And every time I see that, I have to go, is that the thing that used to be a fat pack? And someone goes, and the yes. Answer is yes. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, but yeah, despite what the president of this country would like you to think, COVID-19 is still very much a thing and is still affecting production and transportation yeah. and all of that. That's what's going on here, almost certainly. So, this one is not a thing to get mad at Watsy about. But it's also pushed back the release of the Commander Legends Collector Boosters. Oh, well, since only people with more money than sense are buying Collector Boosters, no one cares. And then, Jumpstart! They're going to have updates on the shipments, and we'll share that information as soon as we're able. Because Jumpstart came out in a very limited quantity and they're like, don't worry, this isn't super limited. We're going to get you more. And then more never showed. Yeah. So yeah, but they're apparently working on it. They're apparently working on it. So that's good. All right. That, that is, yeah. that is, you know, I, I really wanted to try out jumpstart. So I'm glad that there's going to be more. I wish yeah. I knew more. I will know more when they tell us. <laughs> as soon as they're able. When will then be now? Uh, later. No, no. Soon. Sooner or later. Anyway. Alright, so Zendikar Rising is a thing. Or will be very shortly. 
Uh, it's got... Let's let's take a look at the mechanics as per usual. Uh, we've got new double face cards. Modal double face cards. Yeah, this is... Which, this is some stuff. And I mean that in a you're, good... You're going to see as MDFC a lot. And I already hate it. Like, MDFC. I just hate hate that so much. I don't know why... Just okay. whenever I see that written, I go, oh. <laughs> but they're cards that when when you play them, you choose which sides you want to play. And these don't transform. Or like the Planeswalkers, they don't exile and come back. They're just one or the other. And in Zendikar Rising, the backside of all of them is a land. So it's nice and simple. You either... Get the spell, or you get a land. And the lands come into play tapped and tap for the one color. Except for the mythic ones, those you can pay some life to have them untapped. That's the only difference. So, it's nice and simple. It's nice and simple. Which is good, because I'm pretty sure we're going to get more different modal double face cards in the future. Well, I know we are, because they said they're going to be in Kaldheim and in Strixhaven. So, uh, it's good that they give us the simple ones first so we can get used to it and then they ramp it up with more complicated things. Like things that are, maybe we'll get things that are uh, spells on one side and creatures on the other. So then we'll all wish we were dead. (laughs) But yeah, the backside of all of these, like I said, is a land. Nice and simple. No problem. Right, Clues? Yeah, I I was just reading this paragraph here about the rules and and how they apply. That uh, while it's in your hand, your graveyard or exile, it has the characteristics of its front face only. Yep. So if you're searching your library for a land card, you can't find a modal double-faced card whose front face isn't a land card. And that's interesting. Because I, I thought that for most things are double-faced cards. You saw both sides if you were searching for it. I'd have to think about I that. I don't think that's right. No, I'm pretty that, sure you only ever wrong? saw the, the front side. You only ever saw the front side? Okay. All right. Well, then that's, that's fine. It's not much of a change then. Okay. At least I'm, I'm pretty sure. I will note, I will note, if you then scroll down just a little bit, I don't, I don't actually see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that thing right there, the helper card. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because I had wondered how they were going to handle this. Were they going to have checklist cards? Because, you know, anytime. Okay. Conceptually, I like the idea of double faced cards, right? There's a lot of neat design space available with double faced cards, particularly these MFD, MDFCs. Yes. Chewy loves this. These MDFCs, um, they have a, really neat design space that they've got there. But if you're playing them in a tournament situation, you have to have opaque sleeves because otherwise you can see the other face of the card, which is, which is a problem. Um, And this was a big problem back when we had our first sets of, uh, of double faced cards. I was, I was judging back at the time and man, were there a lot of game losses for people having marked cards because you could see through their sleeves and that always bugged me. Right. Uh, But what I was worried about here is that 
you're going to be using that other face so often. I mean, maybe not all the time, but, but often enough that you're constantly going to be taking that thing in and out of the sleeve, which I don't know if you know, but as you put things in and out of sleeves, you tend to beat up the card, number one. And number two, it's pretty easy to make that sleeve marked because you've stretched it just a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So consequently, I was thinking, hey, are they going to have uh, checklist cards that we could use instead? And they kind of are. And I see what they've done here, and I see why they've done it here, but I do have a problem with it. So what they have is these helper cards, which are essentially blank. They're formatted with an area for text and a couple of two spots for names or types where you can, you can write some stuff out. Here's the problem. You're only supposed to write on them things that are on the card. As it clearly says here from uh, uh, the tallest man in magic, Matt Tabak. Uh, You can't use helper cards to jot down sideboarding notes, recipes, or anything not found on the card. Have you met magic players? (laughs) I'm fairly certain that they're going to write all kinds of stuff on here. And that troubles me. I like the idea conceptually, but it troubles me. I also very much like the idea of spells that are a land on the back. Because one of the biggest problems in Magic, I don't know if you know this, for those of you who have played Magic for years, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but uh, being mana flooded or mana screwed is uh, pretty common, right? It's one of the, in, in one way it's a design feature of Magic and in another way it's a design flaw of Magic. And the idea of having things that they're a land if you need them to be and they're a spell if you don't need them to be is really appealing right it like it like wallpapers over a big flaw in or a big hindrance a big there you go issue let's call it an issue we'll call it an issue issue in in magic and uh so that's that's neat yeah and they they took that like a hundred percent from uh duel masters yeah yeah, because that's just how Duel Masters work. Every card in your deck was a mana source or whatever it was called in that game or a card in your deck. Yeah, so that you could just go ahead and just uh, uh, play that card face down and it now tapped for that color of resource. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I overall like this version of dual-faced cards. It still has a lot of the same baggage as the old ones, but um, it's nifty. It is nifty. Oh, and yeah. uh, electronically, oh, these are amazing. Well, yeah. Right, if you can just get rid of all of the, 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 the tournament manipulation issues that would arise. They're yeah. great. And it's very clear that so many things, we've said it several times over the last uh, year or so, that so many things they're doing design-wise are just meant to be used electronically, and then they have to figure out how to make it work in paper. Or at least were designed with the digital landscape in mind. Yeah. Because in digital, this stuff is easy. It's like, okay, I want to play this. Well, you want it to be this or that. That. All right. And then you play it. There's none of this. Here's my helper card. And now I'm going to go over here. Okay, here's this card. There's none of that. That said, I do like uh, the idea of the helper card. The fact that it says, 
You can't use helper cards to jot down other things, like Clue said. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's actually going to be on these, right? People are uh, going to go... They're going to go get an altarist to draw things on there that shouldn't be on there. Yeah, yeah. Like, terrible, terrible things. Just saying. Yeah, it happens. Alright, so next up we have Party. Which... This is going to come up again almost certainly in uh, the D&D set. Oh, yeah. But it's it's your adventuring party. So there are four creature types that go to a party. There's Clo- uh, the Clogue, the Rarick. <laughs> oh, the Warrior and the Wizard. Hey, look, those two work. The <laughs> Mowage. The, the Cleric, the Rogue, the Warrior, and the Wizard. Right. And... Cards with, oh god! So abilities that care about creatures in your party are only looking for a number. It says between zero and four, right? It, so, like, how many party members do you have? Well, I've got uh, a cleric and a rogue and a warrior. All right, so it's three, yeah, three, and that's that's it. So, like, the Kabira Outrider here says. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature in your party. And it's a human warrior, so it's gonna be one. Because it's a warrior. But if you've also got a rogue and a wizard and a cleric, then it's gonna be four, and that's pretty good. And I believe uh, no fair going, oh, well, I've got this one shapeshifter, so I've got four, right? Uh, uh yeah. yeah, I think it says You got one. Each creature you control can fill a maximum of one role. Yeah, there it is. Now, right there. If you've got four shapeshifters, then you're good. Then I think you're okay. Yeah. Because there are well, I think there's one on this page. Yeah, the, the Tajuru Paragon here, it says creature elf, but then below that there's rules text that says it's also a cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. Because the green in this set is like the Swiss Army knife. Uh, it's it's the like in. Oh God, was it the early Gilligan's Island song where instead of naming oh, off everyone, and it went rest. and the rest. Yeah, green is and the rest. Which, by the way, can while we're here on the and the rest, can I just can I just make a can I can I tangent for a moment? Sure, why not? Otherwise, you're gonna have to cut off my mic. Um, so I can uh, do that. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater three thousand, right? Okay. Okay. They had a Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie, which was really good, I felt. I felt it was, uh, you know, you gave them a little more time, a little more money. I think they they gave you a really nice polished product. The movie that they did in that was This Island Earth. And in This Island Earth, the guy who played the professor on Gilligan's Island was in the film. And the first time he appears on screen, I can't remember if it was Tom Servo or Crow, but it was one of them who just said, what's this and the rest crap? (laughs) And it is one of the finest jokes like ever (laughs) done, in my opinion. Oh, man. It was by real fast. And if you don't know the Gilligan's Island reference that, you know, the, the, the first season theme song didn't say the professor and Marianne, it just said, and the rest. And so it's just gets me every time, every time. Okay. Back to the party. All right. So back to the party. Yeah. So 
each creature can only count in one party slot. So the Tajura Paragon is and the rest, it fills in your whatever hole you're you're you don't have filled. This this is that. Now here's a question. Just a really fun question. I don't know I don't know if it'll be true. Will it be the case that only non human creatures are multiclassed in a nod to old school D and D? Doubt it? Because in original D&D, in like second edition, only non-humans could be multi-classed like that. You could be dual-classed as a human, but there you put down one class and picked up the other. You could never advance the old one anymore. But non-human creatures like elves could be multi-classed, where they were progressing all of their classes simultaneously. I mean, this is real obscure rules crap here. I, I have not paid that much attention to the card image gallery to know that, but feel free to go look sometime. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, there's also the full party thing, like coveted prize here. Uh, it says, search your library for a card, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. If you have a full party, you may cast a spell with converted mana cost four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. So if you've got all four rolls filled, you get a bonus. Nifty. So yeah. Pretty neat. And pretty flavorful for the Adventure World set. Yeah. Now, allies aren't back because allies were supposed to evoke the whole party thing in the original set. Because Zendikar was supposed to be like adventuring party thing. That was original Zendikar. But they didn't want to cross the streams back then, so they made up this whole other thing. And actually, um, Tazri, I think there, there's a, a general, General Tazri, I think, is a an ally commander, an, a legendary creature that cares about allies. And the new Tazri in this set cares about it. Does something with cleric, rogue, warrior, wizard. Or ally. So it's a nice little callback there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, uh, another mechanic. Kicker's back. We all know Kicker. If you don't know Kicker, hi, welcome to Magic. <laughs> you chose a really weird time to start playing, but hello. It's a very strange time, but look, we're glad you're here. Yeah. And how, if you're new to Magic, I have no idea how you found this podcast, but I'm going to guess your buddy who told you to listen to it Hasn't actually played in years. That's my guess. <laughs> but kicker is just the extra cost you can pay when you play the spell. And if so, it does extra things. Yeah. Now, oh, and Landfall is back because... Because, Zendikar. obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, it trips me out how people have been complaining... Wait, what? About... Well, we went back to Zendikar, but there's no traps, and there's no quests, and there's no other obscure thing that was only in the first Zendikar, but not the second one, but it was fine, even though it wasn't in the second... I don't know. And... Yeah. What the hell, people? (laughs) Well, um, I think what they want is original Zendikar. Uh, Clearly. We, We had that product. It was original Zendikar. Yeah, that's when Clue started playing. It was, in fact, when Clue started playing. Yeah. And uh, what what we've got instead is, uh, this is a different set. It's called Zendikar Rising, 
and it does not have all of the pieces of original Zendikar. That is true. Yeah. But that's okay. It is. It's fun. Like, for as much as I want to, like, hate on wizards for things, there's plenty of things to hate on wizards for. The wizards actually did. You don't need this one. Not retreading literally everything from an old set is not one of them. <sighs> Look, we got Party, which will almost certainly be back in uh, the Dungeons and Dragons set. I would be shocked if it is not. And possibly before that. For all I know, Shock will be back. I would be shocked if something, something, Shock, Lightning Bolt. Or at least a functional reprint of Shock. I don't think they can do a functional reprint of Shock because of non-rotating formats. You can't give them too much burn. Okay, that's fair. You're probably yeah. right. It'll probably just be Shock. But all right. Uh, the full card image gallery is out. As much as we joke about never-ending preview season, because it's never-ending preview season, this preview season was, like, from the time that official previews started until the full set was released was, like, ten days. All right. <laughs> like, we didn't do a mana pool episode about it because we were doing 600. And then... The next week, the full set was out, and we were like, what? Well, I am. <laughs> what? Uh, I have only found one card within the rest, and uh, it was just that elf. Wait, I've been what? scrolling through that. I've been scrolling through the card image gallery to find other other things that have and the rest. You know, uh, cleric, warrior, rogue, wizard. There's oh, just the one. Really? I thought there were more. I've only found the one. I mean, maybe I missed it, but I've really only found the one. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Oh, well. A paragon of the party. Paragon of the rest. That's right. And they also, uh, they also brought Tostitos and Salsa to the party. Ooh, I hope it's mango habanero salsa. But not mango habanero ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's a callback. Anyway, all right. Another product. The Zendikar Rising Commander decks. Uh, These are supposed to be, they're being marketed as, it says, on-ramps for newer players and introductions to the amazing world of Commander. So these are theoretically not supposed to be for... You're heavily entrenched. Commander player, this is supposed to be like a, hey, come here, try this out, it's neat. And yeah, there's two of them. And there you go. Okay, okay. We're not going to talk about okay. them because they're just more commander decks. So, you know, go check them out if you like or don't. It's fine. Right, Glues? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking at some lands here, and I see a thing that they did, and this is neat. What? Well, they've got these lands that on the other side are lands. Oh, you're in the card image gallery. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't seen these. What? Oh, yeah. Those are the... There's only six of them, there's, but yeah, those are the... 
man, that's great. There's, there's one that is, that is, that is green and, and white. That's nice. I like that. And one that's white and black. That that's kind of cool. One that's, that's dead to me. There's one that's red and green. That's nice. There's one that's red and white. Oh, there's one that's red and white. There we go. That's what you need. Oh, and then there's another one that's dead to me. Okay. Oops. Yeah, Clue, Clues is, is looking at... Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm just catching up on some of this stuff I've been kind of checking out. The, these right here. Where yeah. They're, they're dual lands, but you pick which half you want when you cast them. Sorry, play them. Yeah, and on the one hand, there's the there's the selfish part of me that is like, oh, if only they had made these actual like forest plains so that you could search them with fetch lands. And then there's the other part of me that's like, oh, that would have been a terrible idea. Yeah, and then there's the part of me that walks over to that second part of you, or first part of you, and slaps you upside the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That first part, oh, yeah. So, yeah, these are all pathways. There are six in here, and their other four will be in Kaldheim, I think, is what they said. Rosewater answered this question, but Rosewater answers a lot of questions that he probably shouldn't, so. Yeah, that's fair. But these the are reason if... that there are six is because they wanted all of the ones that were the, the the colors for the party. So black, white, that's clerics. Yep. Uh, blue, black, I think that one is Dead. rogues. And black, white is going to be warriors. And then red, blue is probably wizards. Yeah. And then there were no green ones. And they said, oh, well, we'll add in a green one. But then that throws off the color balance. So they threw in two green ones. <laughs> and that's that's the story. And, and that's how we got two Innistrad sets. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. So, yeah, they didn't want to throw off the color balance, but they also wanted to have at least one green dual land, so they, they threw in two, so there wasn't this weird out-of-kilter nonsense. Yep. All right, so that's that. Uh, I guess we're done with Zendikar Rising for the purposes of this show. Now, awesome. On 601 of the Mana Pool, we talked about a whole bunch of cards, and then on 602, we're going to talk about a whole bunch more. So, you know, go, come come hang out there. That's Thursday night on twitch.tv slash the Mana Pool. Right here on twitch.tv slash the Mana Pool. See? Uh, there's another secret layer, which has five cards from Zendikar. Yeah, this is the one that they accidentally posted. Uh, they didn't mean to like post it when they posted it, but which they apparently did. I forgot to open that link. But yeah, it was. Yeah, up. it's fine. This image was up on the secret layer site for like a hot minute, and then it yeah, got taken it down. For somebody to get a screenshot. Yeah. And it was taken down. But yeah, the, so the cards in this one are Admonition, Angel, Royal Elemental, Zulaport Cutthroat, Warren Instigator, and Avenger of Zendikar. And I think Stark in, in the uh, Manipul Discord server pointed out that it looks like Warren Instigator was the only one that didn't get some new art. Now, I didn't go verify that, but that looks almost exactly like the original art. <laughs> it looks a lot like it, yeah. And he would know. He's clues. Yeah. 
Are, are you looking up to see if I'm going to no... double check because again, yeah. my memory it fails me. I think it is different art now that I've I've opened this up, I've blown it up. Not by much, man. But it, yeah, it's very similar. But I think it's it is different, right? It's a little bit different, but only in that like everything behind him is on fire, and it wasn't before. But otherwise, it's that same Warren, and it's it's still Leroy Jenkins, and he's still he's still running. Whoops, that's different art. That's dual decks art. No one wants that crap. So let's see. That would be here. Oh yeah, that is. Wow, he's in the same pose, but he has slightly different items. And yeah, the background has changed, and he's wearing yeah. slightly different outfit. But let's call it a homage. An homage, yeah. or if you uh, are bad at English, a homage. Uh-huh. I actually yeah. heard someone say that recently, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." He was like, "I didn't go to school because school's just a big facade." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Anyway, so yeah, this will be up on the twenty fifth. Foil or non foil, whatever. FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. Twenty four hours only. FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Or you'll miss it forever. You'll miss it forever. Did you buy it now? Better yeah. buy it. It'll be gone. So enough of that. Hey, look! Yeah. More weird magic cross-brand synergy. For a K-Swiss synergy. Yeah. K-Swiss is releasing a, a Jace shoe. All right. So a couple of things. Is this going to be about the headline? Uh, no, no, I got over that. K-Swiss to release a Magic the Gathering shoe based on a beloved character in the game. Look, (laughs) words don't actually mean anything anymore. I've come to grips with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually know that K-Swiss was still a thing. I didn't either. I saw this and I went, was this an Onion article? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Um, when I was, when I was a younger man, um, one of my early jobs when I was in high school, in fact, I sold shoes at, uh, a local, uh, place in my hometown. It wasn't like a big national chain. It was like a regional chain and they were like a sportswear place. They had, you know, clothing and shoes and boots and those sorts of things. So I, I sold shoes. And uh, so I sold a lot of shoes in the time I was there, including a lot of K-Swiss. But since then, I've mostly not really paid attention to, to shoes in, until I need a pair. And then I just go and buy a pair. And I did not know that K-Swiss was still around Mm-mm. at all. Not a clue. But apparently not only are they, they now have J-Shoes. Yeah, but... It's going to be a new iteration on the G-Stod 86 sneaker, and it's limited to just 300 pairs. FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. Uh, and hey, it arrived on September the 1st at HasbroPulse.com. I'd better go there right now and see if I can secure a pair of these so that my feet burn themselves off. Clues, did you know that these glowed in the dark? Ah, uh, they're sold out. We missed out. We totally missed out. They have a one, they have one review. They get one star. 
I cannot wait to read this one star review. Oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is a perfect example of why we should not let people review things. <laughs> you ready? I'm going to read you this review. Okay. Uh, the, the reviewer's name has been omitted, but they are a verified reviewer. According to this, I need 14s. I was so excited to get these, but I can't cause the highest size is 13. Okay. That one out of five would not recommend. (laughs) It doesn't actually tell me anything about the shoe itself. Like, is it well-made? Does it run true to size? Is it durable? Does it literally have a spike inside that drives itself through your heel, making you wince in pain at every moment while you step? Uh, it's it's like when you read the Amazon reviews of a product, when what they're reviewing is Amazon, not the product. Yeah. Those are not helpful. Don't do that. Don't do that. But there is, just below that, other things I might like, including... This My Little Pony crossover collection with the Power Rangers Morphin Pink Pony. So it's a it's a My Little Pony dressed as a Power Ranger. All right. On a shoe. No, this is just the actual toy. It's not on a shoe. Oh. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast and you bought yourself a pair of these shoes, can you please take a picture of yourself in these shoes and send it to us? Yes. At the Manipool. Send it to us on Twitter yeah. so I know who to block on Twitter. <laughs> did you know these glow-in-the-dark clues? I, I did. And the glow-in-the-dark is pretty sweet. I think that there should be more glow-in-the-dark shoes. Maybe even more, like, light-up shoes. That'd be neat. I think it should be for more than just small children. There are a lot of cool things. Kids get all the fun. I was going to say, there are a lot of cool (laughs) things that they make for kids that we deserve those too, right? We have have money. We could buy these things, but they won't let us have them. They won't let me have grown-up shoes that glow in the dark and have flashy bits on them. It's all shoes that are made of stuff that actually is useful. What's up with that? Shifuji said, do you forget your job every time you wear them? (laughs) Then it's a real Jace shoe. Only if your job is holding together the entire, like, judicial structure of a world. Yes. (sighs) Okay, what else we got? All right. Uh, well, there's nothing else but the Mythic Invitational that wrapped up yesterday. Like I, I mean, said, today. I mean, yesterday. Uh, so, you know, before we get to the... No, nah, no, nah, we'll go ahead and to talk about it. So, the Mythic Invitational was historic. The, the format, not the adjective. Sure. And uh, someone in the Discord server was like, Did you see the top eight? It was a stacked top eight. I said, It was an Invitational. Any top eight would have been a stacked top eight. Fair. (laughs) This isn't like a GP. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the top eight in no particular order was uh, Luis Salvato, Seth Manfield, Gregor Kowalski, Ken Yukihiro, uh, apparently relative newcomer, I think David Steinberg, is that his name? I just I it just says Daniel, D. but I may be wrong. No, it's Sorry David, if yeah. I am. It is David. Okay. Uh, Matt Nass, 
Gabriel Nassif and Luis Scott Vargas, which is in fact a stacked top eight, even among stacked top eights. Kind of is, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually watched the end of the final game of the finals. It was yeah. Seth Manfield taking down Gab Nassif in two games. And it was boring. But I also don't... I hate Arena, so... like, <laughs> Yeah, I would just say, to, to be but, clear, Chewie hates Arena. Clues... So. Uh, not Clues. Uh, Squee popped up in our Google chat and was like, Hey, I turned on the invitational thing to on my second monitor to see how it was, and watching Arena is really boring. And I went, it can't be that bad. So I pulled it up. And I actually watched the, uh, the entire end of the game, and I went, Nope, no, he's right. That's awful. But... <laughs> That's that's probably more my fault than it is uh, uh, coverage, because I just I just don't like arena. But yeah, so Seth Manfield won. Congrats. They were playing historic, so their deck lists literally don't matter. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, there's lots of uh, oh crap. What's uh, Euro Titan of Nature's Wrath? Dude, Gab Nassif was playing uh, main deck. Were they main deck? Nope, they're not main deck. But he was playing Act of Treason. Really? Yeah, you know why? No, why? To, to steal Uro. Uh, Titan okay. of Nature's Wrath. You know that three mana 6-6? Six, six? No, actually, I, I don't. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, if you, if you scroll down and look at Seth Manfield's deck, it's right there. All right, let me let me go look at Seth. It's uh, it's not really a three mana six six because it has to escape in order to stay on the battlefield. So it's a four okay, mana. Okay, the battlefield six, sacrifice it unless it escaped. Okay, fair. When it enters the battlefield or attacks, you gain three life and draw a card. Okay, you put a land card from your hand on uh, and dr- then you may put really yeah yeah then not or. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, okay, people have been so, complaining about this card still being legal in all these formats for quite a while. What? It. Wow, yeah. that's. So you got to get it into your graveyard somehow, and well, that maybe you, you can cast it, playing to... it, and letting it get sacrificed. Yeah, you cast it to gain three life and draw a card and accelerate you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Pay three mana, gain life, draw a card. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me for three mana, for one, a green, and a blue, I gain three life, I draw a card, I accelerate by putting a land card from my hand, any land, from my hand onto the battlefield, not tapped. Yeah. For three mana. Yeah. And that puts it into the graveyard. And then in like two turns from now... I'm going to just escape it and have my 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. How is this thing legal? Oh, it's blue. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, when I saw Act of Treason in Gavin Eve's hand, my brain came to a screeching halt. It went, what? <laughs> Someone put Threaten? In an invitational deck in the finals, and then I looked. Oh, Uro, right, right, right. Was uh, was was there actually a record scratch noise? 
in your mind? There was, and, yeah. yeah. It was either that or it was glass shattering. I don't remember now because it was very loud. Right. But, yeah. So, okay, for the sake of why not, Manfield, Manfield was playing Sultai Midrange, Gab Nassif was playing Jund Sacrifice, LSV was playing a Rakdos Arcanist deck, Gregor Kowalski was playing Jund Citadel, David Steinberg... Sorry, Luis Salvato was playing Rectos Arcanist. Did I say yeah, that? I was going to say. You, yeah, you said, you said LSV. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, Luis Salvato was playing. There's an S and then there's a V. Yeah, no, no, I see I see how it happened. Yeah. I did it, yeah. Okay, so Salvato was playing Rectos Arcanist. Gregor Kowalski, Jun Citadel. Uh, Steinberg and LSV were playing Jun Sacrifice. Ken Yukihiro playing Goblins. There was a lot of Goblins in this thing. Oh, let's look at this. Yeah. And then Matt Nass was playing a Mono Black Gift deck. I figured Clues would look at this. It's got Krenko. It's got Muxus. It's got Chieftain. It's got Matron. It's got Chain Whirler. It's got Warchief. Oh, look at Muxus. Incinerator. Oh, look at that guy. It's got Conspicuous Snoop, Wily Goblin, and Skirk Prospector. Nice. And Iron Crag Feet. What the hell is Iron Crag Feet for? I don't actually know. Ooh, and Phyrexian Tower. Well, do you, do you did you roll over Iron Crag feet? Yeah, you had seven red mana, but you can only cast one more spell this turn. I'm trying to figure out what... Well, what does Muxus cost? Oh, I completely forgot about Muxus. Yeah. Did you not read Muxus? Look at this guy. Yeah, like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I like Muxus a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Now, according to uh, the the flavor that someone uh, said about it, apparently all of the goblins that you see here are Muxus, and they take turns being the one that's wearing the crown and riding. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. I like it. So, all right. That's the... Uh, the, the top eight of the uh, Mythic Invitational, but there's so much more because I watched the finals of the Invitational today. What is the name of this show? Monday Night Magic. And what's today? Monday. Yeah. Night. Because uh, <laughs> there was a problem. The Mythic Invitational, they were having serious technical difficulties and they just couldn't stream the top eight yesterday. Now, they managed, apparently, the first two days. I don't know what what happened. But this, we're experiencing issues in sending signal from our main, so, main show switch out. From our main show switch out to transmission that are preventing us from broadcasting the show live. But because of time differences between players, they went ahead and started playing and recording matches. And they showed them today. So, yeah, their first big thing that they've done for a while. The Mythic Invitational, the first big hurrah for the historic format. And you can't even watch the end, so it sucks to be you. Like, really? (laughs) But they kept, like, they tried. They kept pushing it back. I remember uh, seeing uh, tweets on Sunday. 
that they're like, all right, it's it's going to get pushed back a little bit. We're we're ironing it out. We figured out what the problem is. We're working on it. I think and, whenever anyone says that, I think it's a lie. MTG Dad, you're right. You're right. We should call them out for that. They originally blamed goblins. That goblins were the problem. That is wrong. Yeah, what do goblins know about computers? Psst. Gremlins are the problem. Not goblins. Goblins are the solution. <laughs> also, I need them to print more Jumpstart so that we have more Muxus. <laughs> Uh, so that was a thing. Uh, now, Paulo, Paulo Vito Damaderosa, also had some things to say. Oh, yeah. This is, well, it starts off with that said, but this isn't a continuation of a thread. He was talking about how he finished and whatnot. He said, this tournament wasn't fun for me. Two of my matches were decided by the Phyrexian Tower bug, where it just passes your turn automatically. They were round one of both days and sort of put me on tilt for the rest of the tournament, which really soured my experience. So he's got a screenshot in here. He says, in this spot, I had plans to sack my artisan, use gate, and bring back Massacre Worm, killing four creatures. Instead, my turn just ended instantly the moment I played Fiend Artisan and I lost the game on the spot. And then he drops a bomb and says, In the future, <laughs> I would like to see them making it a bigger priority to fix game-defining issues with the most played cards in the format before we have these big tournaments. And, like, where's the lie, right? Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have a tournament in a format where one of the most popular cards is broken. <laughs> and I don't mean broken and as in too say, powerful. Yeah. I mean, broken as in breaks the game. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't function properly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's bad. That's very bad. Now, all that, all that being said, I know that there were, there were some mean things said of the, uh, the, 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 the coverage people and, uh, the folks working behind the scenes. I guarantee you this is not how they wanted it to go down. Well, and no, I, obviously. I, I guarantee you that they were doing all they could to make it not suck. But they are people too. Let's not be mean to them. Let's not be too mean to them. Let's be let's be upset about the situation overall, sure. Let's yeah. complain about the situation overall, sure. But there's no reason to personally attack the individuals involved. Yeah. It's fine to go, man, Watsy, get your stuff together. It's another thing to go find a person that works for Watsy and be like, you did this. Like, don't, don't do yeah. that. Don't, don't, don't do that. But we're not done yet. I have another tweet here from uh, one of the top eight competitors, Gregor Kowalski, whose tweet, the tweet itself says, finally over. Hashtag Mythic Invitational. And he, he says, to be honest, it was the most miserable Sunday of my magic life. Exactly the opposite feeling than what I expected from making Top 8 of Mythic Invitational. Not being able to talk to my friends for a whole day about things that are the most important to me because of coverage reasons made me regret making Top 8 in the first place. Because I'm sure they put everyone on a, a media blackout. They're like, do not tell anyone how you did. I know you've been updating everyone every round this whole time, but don't because we're going to show it tomorrow. 
<clears throat> so he says, sorry to my fans who wanted to cheer for me and couldn't. Sorry for disappearing from social media and not updating you. Magic should be about fun, and this experience definitely wasn't. Let's hope the next tournament will be better. And that's just sad when he regrets making the top eight, because the top eight sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like this is just because of the technical difficulties. So it's not just, well, we couldn't watch till tomorrow. It, it affected the players, too. So, yeah, it's a bummer all around. I'm just curious what happened to uh, cause day one and two to work fine and Sunday to crap itself. The most important day as far I as have a, I have a thought. What's your thought? thought. Uh, the person who shall remain nameless, who was totally in charge uh. of the technical aspects of coverage, they got those Jace shoes. <laughs> And they, they put them on. And they forgot how to do their job. And they completely forgot how to do their job. <laughs> so day one and two were fine because the shoes hadn't arrived. But they showed up late day two. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll wear those tomorrow. It'll be great. And they put them on. And that was it. It's a good thing they glowed in the dark. because it's a bad beat. That's where we all were. In the dark. <laughs> Oh, Lord. So, uh... I guess we're done. Yeah. There, There's there's nothing else in the show notes. It's possible that we missed some stuff. We probably I, did. I asked the, the Discord server and nobody gave me anything else, so... Random KO threw 100 bits and said, Is throwing bits how you prevent mid-roll ads in Twitch? Huh. No. <laughs> it is not, but thank you for the bits. Oh, and we'll miss you. Um, have a good evening. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we're done. So, hey, clues, you yeah. wanna wanna wrap us uh, up? Sure. Uh, I mean, first of all, uh, I know Squee couldn't be here, but uh, Squee I is hope he's not still working. Yeah, I. But I'm afraid he is. I'm really yeah. afraid he is. Um, but Squee's awesome. You can find him on on Twitter. He is Squee Goblin Bob. There is no I in goblin because it's working yeah let's go with that we'll go with that uh but we do miss him i'm sure he'll be back soon um so there's that uh as for me you can find me on the twitters far more than i should be uh i'm at lock Luze, spelled just like it is in the show notes uh the most important thing you can do is uh make sure that you are registered to vote and have a plan for how you're actually going to cast your vote this uh this time around so get on that you still got time but get on that Ooh, i actually got uh an absentee ballot thing in the mail today an absentee ballot request form or whatever it's called yeah yeah the form you have to fill out to get an absentee ballot yeah yeah a lot of states are uh are sending those out which is nice yeah Anyway, there you go. Be safe. Be healthy. Stay away from people. Wear your mask. Um, don't don't go out to restaurants. Instead, call DoorDash. Chewy will bring you your food.
Mm, no, I won't. Uh, probably, probably not. It's possible someone listening to this, Chewy will bring you your food, but statistically speaking, no, no, he won't. Yeah, no. It was very nice today. My my last delivery was in my own apartment complex, and I was like, if that's not a sign, nice. I don't know what is. What sucks is when my first delivery is in my apartment complex, because then I drive my I drive by home and I go, <laughs> oh, you have a question uh, in the ooh, chat, please. Uh, there's apparently a judge question. Okay, uh, bear in mind, I am no longer actually a certified judge, but I will do my best. What can I do for you? So while they're typing, I will do the Patreon spiel. So hey, if uh, you want to help support what I do with the podcasts and the streams and the uh, YouTube videos and all that, then go to patreon.com slash themanapool and you can sign up to be a lifeguard where you can get stuff. And Wait. one of the stuffs, what? Apparently one of the stuffs you can get is a squee. Are you serious? Did squee show up? Yeah, squee just popped here. up. Wait, is, He's right this, there. is this video on? Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm betting that like only part of me is in this frame anymore. Wait. No, I'm actually in the right no, place. No, his video yeah. not... doesn't work that way anymore. Oh, great. Wait. Oh, yeah, his video's not up. Is it not up? I see me. I don't see you when I go to Discord. Oh, there you are. Okay, off and on. There we go. Da, da, da. Look at that. It's a squee. Ah, I'm here. Hi, everyone. So, um, hey, uh, Squee. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, sure, totally. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so obviously, um, as Monday Night Magic is a massive, uh, you know, multi-million dollar company with infinite budget, um, when we ran into technical difficulties, I actually recorded this entire episode yesterday, and you'll be able to listen to it tomorrow. Um, I'm sure it'll be just as timely and intense and you'll be able to follow every development in Twitch and on Twitter and in no way, shape or form will the episode be diminished. Except that we were all ordered to not tweet about it oh, un- well, until I the mean, show happened. Yeah. Yeah. But none of us were going to tweet anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. I mean, I was damn. Oh, okay. Well then you better follow those rules then buddy. <laughs> um, embargo. Yeah. I have no idea what happened this week in magic. So awesome probably for the best woo i survived so are we actually doing sign outs or was that a joke no no i was actually about to read off the uh oh nice patreon list yeah excellent cool did you Uh, just stop working uh effectively oh return from week of vacation woo uh for anyone listening it is currently uh uh right at 10 40 squee time yeah so buh it's fine all right then. Well, I will continue the yeah. Go ahead. Sponsorship <laughs> shout out to all of our mythic lifeguards, and they are in whatever order this is: ALK Alters, Backwards Logic, Connor Kennedy, Jason Doan, Danny Liao, Gothic Man, Jeff Spencer, Casey, Cody Buckowing, Aleph Cat, Lance Delicious. Uh, hang on, I scrolled too far. Andrew Hunt, John Morris, Jason Kaus, The Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine, PJ McMullen. Uh, Team U, Hellas Haru. I really wish he'd let me say his handle instead of his name. Uh, Beardy Man, Jake Jansen, John Parker, Scuzzo, Kim Ho, and Al. Yay. So, rules question. And thank you for the bits, Zukalu. Or yeah. whatever. 
I'm, I'm working on this. Uh, so the, the judge question that has been proposed here is if you mutate onto a token created by fairy artisans, will the token still go away? Wow, this is rough. I think the answer is yes. I think the token still goes away. So uh, Fairy Artisan says, whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types, then exile all other tokens created with Fairy Artisans. Okay. Yeah, Mutate's not a new permanent it's still the same yeah, thing it's still the same permanent you're just adding things to it mutated you you would be adding things to it and i think that that triggered ability still sees it and goes that thing that thing goes away yeah so i'm i'm pretty sure but it no longer it doesn't matter that it's a token what what matters is that it it was a token, if that makes sense. It's not its tokenness that's the issue. Yeah, when it it's says t- it's created by fairy artisans. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. That... But again, again, I'm I'm no longer I. This is not legal advice. <laughs> okay. Uh, consult your own uh, tax professional before something, something, investing something. Um, I, I do not, I do not know. Um, I think it would go away though. Yeah. Players are fun. Yeah, this is where you like, uh, Right, uh, go to Twitter and poke an actual current magic judge who is yeah. judging when mutate was in standard, unlike clues who's doing this on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to actually go look up the, the rules for mutate, and yeah. I'm still, yeah. If you want to guarantee that you will get a bunch of responses, just say what it does, yeah, say it and wrong, then watch it... the reactions, yeah, and then find the person who seems the most reasonable, they might be the right one. At yeah. least the most respectable in title, because everyone will have an opinion on how this works, including one guy who's going to promise that doubling season matters. <laughs> Out of nowhere. That's what they do. Yeah. So, okay then. Um. Yeah. So, by the way, you remember I, I brought up all the streams and, and podcasts and stuff? Uh, every Saturday, if you have Amazon Prime, then every Saturday, here on twitch.tv slash themanapool, Saturday night, we do a watch party, where we watch two movies. Last week, we did a comedy murder mystery rewatch. We watched Clue, again, which was the very first movie I ever did a watch party for, and then Knives Out, which is one of the best movies I ever did a watch party for. And Good we parent. watched them back to back the way the little baby Jesus intended. Doesn't that sound like the perfect double feature? It was. Spoilers. It was awesome. Yeah, you get like four endings that way. That's great. Yeah. But it was uh, it was good. And next week, the plan is because I didn't feel like thinking, we're going to watch uh, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. If they're both still on Prime by next by this Saturday, who knows? Who knows? 
stuff jumps on and off of Prime at, just willy-nilly, it seems. So, so yeah, that's that's the plan. So if you like the Addams Family movies, and who doesn't, then come hang out and watch them with us. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to see if I can get someone to join me again. I had Steph on for uh, Clue and Knives Out because she'd seen and loves Clue, and she'd never seen Knives Out. So it was awesome. Yeah, I only recently saw Knives Out for the first time myself, and it's very good. If you're putting it off, don't put it off. Go go yeah. watch it. And then give it like a week and watch it again. Like, it gets better. Clues, you should watch it again. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll bet it is... Uh, I'll bet it is better. Sorry, I just happened to glance over at another tab where I have uh, Twitter open. And, well, there's uh, your problem. Well, uh, Chris Evans just uh, tweeted... Uh, now that I have your attention, vote November the 3rd, <laughs> which That's you haven't been great. keeping up with that. That is really funny. That is great. All right, then. So, Squee, anything to add to uh, the proceedings before we wrap it up? Um, I've been watching Lovecraft Country, and it's really good, but... Be aware that it has all kinds of content appropriate to something called Lovecraft Country. There you have it. That was my quick takeaway. So does does that mean because Lovecraft that mean like racism? Racism is a key theme of this series. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's on HBO, right? It is. Yeah, they that's why I'm not watching it. No. Yeah. It'll be worth your time to watch when ever it floats around to something else but it's very good good to know all right then well i guess while we're on things i finished shira that was awesome i highly recommend everyone watch shira clues have you watched shira you were looking for something I, that's 30 I, minutes I have in not. yeah you know that is actually not a bad idea yeah it was really good but it's still a cartoon, so it's like you can watch it like only half paying attention, and you'll still find yourself caught, sucked in, and staring at the screen, and then occasionally crying. Fair. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. I just started Korra again. Like, I yeah. watched the first season years and years ago. Excellent choice. And then I made it, I think, two, maybe three episodes into the second season and lost interest. Oh, that's not an excellent choice. Yeah, so, so well, now that it's on Netflix, up. I'm just going to watch it all again, so. Yeah. Because I finished Avatar a few months ago, or six months ago, or a year, I don't know, time doesn't matter anymore, so. That's accurate. And uh, I've been playing a lot of Dota Underlords. You should come play with me when I stream it. If you play Dota Underlords. And if not, you should consider playing Dota Underlords. It's a good game. And it's free. Just go get it. Just download it. It's on the phone. It's on the Steam. Oh my god, it's a win-win. Yeah, that's all I got. Nice. So, yeah. I guess we'll be done with, what is this, 697. See, you'll notice that I jumped to this screen, and it still says 697 down there. Because I set them both up, because I was expecting Squee to show up at some point. Me too! And Yay. he did. See, look, there he is. Yeah, we got there. Squee is our end. The rest this episode. He is. <laughs> so, 
So this has been Monday Night Magic number 697. Thank you all so very much for joining us. And uh, I still hate Arena. <laughs>